And welcome to Is It Better Than Smooth by Santana, the world's first only musical comedy game show where there are no winners, no losers, just Smooth by Santana. For her fourth time, I think? It's uh, the return of Gabby Bell. Does that sound about right? Four times? I think it. I think I've had this honor four times now. Wow. Crazy, huh? That's insane. On the, on the best podcast in the world, four times. Literally. You can't find anything better on the internet. Yes, I, that's, I agree. I agree. But you're just kind of... Um, you know, adding to my ego, which is probably not a good idea. So you probably need to stop there before. (laughs) I'm here to hype you up. That's my, my that's my real role. (laughs) Before my head inflates any further, but yes, thank you for coming, Gabby. Number four. So your last time you were here, you had a theme and it was a black Friday, which I thought was a pretty good theme. It was all songs about shopping. You got another theme today. I'm excited for this. And you don't know what it is yet. Do you? No, I don't. Mm, Well, I think you might be very excited. Because for this theme, you're going to have to wish upon a star. It is Disney week here Shut on Disney up. It's Moved by Santana. <laughs> I love it, Alex. Thank you for this gift. Are you a Disney fan? I am. I used to be a Disney music in the shower girl. Like <laughs> literally every single time I'd get in the shower, I'd listen to Disney music. Um, and then when... My senior year of high school, I went to uh, school in Baton Rouge and my brother went to a different high school and I'd pick him up every single day and we'd have a different theme every day. And I can't remember what day it was, but Luke and I would listen to Disney music one of the five days a week uh, on the right home. <laughs> so you, it sounds like you have some experience with the, with the genre, with the, the craft. I dabble. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's so, you know, uh, widely known, right? Like everyone knows Disney music. It's just a part of the culture at this point. A part of our world. But today's episode is very important because, you know, we're going through all these Disney songs, but we're not just going with just the stuff that has Disney's name on it. We're going with the properties as well. We're hitting up Pixar, you know, and that means that Disney Channel, Marvel, Star Wars, all that's fair game. Oh, my goodness. So it's a big, it's a big deal today. So, you ready to get started? Let's do it. I'm very excited for this. <laughs> well, in 2020, scientists have discovered that Smooth by Santana is the exact middle point of all music. With the album, my guests will listen to every song that's ever been made and decide whether or not the song is better or worse than the Latin alternative rock classic. Eventually, by the end of the show's run, all music in its entirety will be classified into two categories. Here are the rules. I'll go through eight different songs from eight different genres by eight different artists. After listening to each one of the songs, it is up to the guests to decide whether or not the song is better or worse than Smooth by Santana. If the song is better, the guest will say, man, it's a hot one. If the song is worse, the guest will say, forget about it. One of those options must be chosen by the guest, but the guest is able to elaborate if they please by choosing a hard or soft option. For example, they can say that's a hard hot one if it's much better than Smooth by Santana, or soft forget about it if it's slightly worse. The song will also be played for you at home, so feel free to play along and email me your opinions as to whether or not the songs are better than Smooth by Santana at man, it's a hot one at outlook.com. Never gets old. I just... <laughs> love the email address and the fact that it's at outlook when i'm uh (laughs) at work for my clients i have to get their email addresses and i judge like based off of what (laughs) email outlook ranked them um it's definitely better than hotmail and yahoo Mm, a yahoo.com doesn't do it 
Yahoo AOL. I had like a 70 year old man I was helping out who had an AOL. <laughs> I didn't know the servers were still up. Yeah, I know. I had the a Rocket Mail one is the funniest. That was pretty bad. You had a what? A Rocketmail.com. Rocketmail? I haven't heard that one yet. I'd say a lo- majority of mine are like, I get a lot of Gmails. Um, but yeah, Hotmail is the one I usually judge the most. Outlook, <laughs> I just chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, to how on Outlook.com. If you got any song opinions about the stuff you're about to hear or just any song requests, send them my way. We're going to begin with song number one. That's a good place to begin. Song number one. And um, just like every episode, we begin it in each episode with a hit. And that comes with the Disney episode as well. It's kind of hard because, right, there's so many hits. There's so many mm-hmm. songs that people know. But let's go with a, a more modern one. Something that uh, everyone's been talking about. Um, this song comes from 2021. And it's been all over the place. And it's a salsa hit. And it is We Don't Talk About Bruno by the cast of Encanto. Bruno says it looks like rain. Why should he tell us? In doing so, he floods my brain. I will like the umbrella. Pouring in a hurricane. What a joy you stay, but anyway, we, we don't, don't talk about, about Bruno. No, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. Hey, could have lived in fear when I stuttering or stumbling. I can always hear him sort of muttering and mumbling. I associate him with. First song of the episode, that was We Don't Talk About Bruno by the cast of Encanto, but I'm guessing a lot of people probably knew that already because you can't escape this song. It seems to be everywhere. Um, the song is considered by many to be one of Disney's most successful songs of all time. It topped the Billboard Hot 100 chart, making it the second ever Disney song to ever do so and stayed there for five weeks. The song topped the charts in other countries as well, as well as becoming the first ever Disney song to top the charts in the United Kingdom. The song currently has over 200 million plays on Spotify it became a viral twin trend on social media. So, Gabby, is it better than Smooth by Santana? I'm going to say that this is a soft forget about it. Also, what was the other Disney song that made the top 100? Um, Did you look into that? I think it was A Whole New World. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I think. I could be wrong. That's uh, okay. I'll Google later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to say it's a soft forget about it. It honestly kind of reminded reminded me of Smooth just a little because it had that Latin like, American influence. Yeah, the like, yeah, the flair. Um, I will say so. I haven't seen the movie yet. Um, 
one of my friends said that the movie isn't great, but the music is good. Um, so I really need to watch it. I just haven't brought myself to do so. Um, so it's on the list. And listening to the song made me feel as though I need to watch it more. I kind of got bored during the song. I mean, it was good, but I was kind of like, I'm bored. I'm also insecure because I listened to the entire song as always, uh, which I always feel like I'm, I make Alex pause and listen to the entire song. So I'm like, shoot, <laughs> Alex is going to think I'm taking too long. Um, <laughs> but it was good. I just say, I'd say it, it's not as um, enthralling as smooth is. Okay. And okay. entertaining. So as I was saying, this is a very popular song. I mean, 200 million plays on Spotify. Um, what about it do you think is just so enticing to a lot of people? Um, I don't know if it's enticing to people or if their children are begging them to play it more. <laughs> so that all those 200 million could be from like maybe four families with like very addicted children. With the, with the repeat. I always think about was it R. Kelly that was in trouble that everyone like would turn on his was it R. Kelly? I can't remember who it was, but there was this one guy who was like needed money, so all of his fan base played his songs on repeat and like just would turn down the volume <laughs> on Spotify. I think What's hilarious about doing. that though is Spotify pays so little to artists that like he probably only got like seven dollars and twenty-five cents from the whole thing. Hey, you know, it's it's a thought that counts, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that that would have covered my dinner tonight. So, <laughs> so this being um, a song with Latin American influence that you kind of talked about earlier, um, did it make it more difficult to compare to Smooth, or did the similarities make it easier in that regard? Honestly, it kind of made it easier just because it had similar vibes, uh, and I could see which of the vibes I vibed strongest with the most vibe of vibes yeah yeah all the vibes okay very cool and the song is written by lin-manuel miranda um yes. do you consider yourself a fan of hamilton if so do you think the song is better than his work um within broadway oh that's such, such a difficult question so i'm a big i mean we've talked about this in the past on the podcast it's like i'm a big broadway fan um, and you can definitely hear, and I know you're big, in, you love musicals as well. You can definitely hear like the musical aspect to the song, especially when the chorus comes in and like the whole cast is singing. Um, I, I don't know. I'd have to probably watch the movie and listen to more of the music in order to judge what I think based on Broadway, just because the reason that I think Lin-Manuel Miranda is such a gifted playwright and songwright that's the right word right i think so is because they all like all the songs kind of fit together like a book uh, so i think i can't fully appreciate just this one song without hearing the rest of the movie's music as well i gotcha i gotcha okay so we're that was very long-winded i'm sorry <laughs> no you're good you're good so we got a soft forget about it for this one yeah yeah all right. That may not make some people happy, though. So be- I have a feeling I'm going to um, yeah, enrage a couple of people. We'll see. Some people are probably like, finally, someone said it. But we're going to have some people <laughs> who are going to be like, how dare you, Gabby? This song is hate mail. 2 million plays on Spotify. You can check me at GabbyBella at Hotmail.com if you have any negative comments. <laughs> uh, back to the emails. Yes. 
All right. So <laughs> moving on to song number two. Song number two comes from the year 2006. It's a country rock song. And it's from the Disney Pixar film Cars. And it is Real Gone by Sheryl Crow. song number two that was a 2006 country rock song real gone by Cheryl crow from the disney pixar movie cars the song was the second single off of the Cars film soundtrack and it did not reach the billboard hot 100 but it reached number one on the billboard bubbling under 100 chart which is like the chart for the songs that don't make it to the top 100 the rejects so i guess if it was number one on that chart i guess that means it was billboard 101 i guess Thanks. Yeah, I- <laughs> something like that. Um, the song was one of the more popular songs from the film soundtrack and was later covered by Billy Ray Cyrus. But I don't think many people noticed. So, Gabby, <laughs> is it better than Smooth by Santana? I uh, am going to say this is a soft forget about it as well. Lawrence, forget about it. Mm. All right. Um, so I really am trying to get more in depth with how I rate songs and like why I rate them that way. And so for this one, I was looking more at the lyrics just because the sound is so different than smooth. So I needed something to compare it to. And I didn't particularly like the driver's um, driving method in this song. (laughs) Um, it seemed a little erratic and dangerous. And I was actually in a car accident in October that I have really bad PTSD from. So I was just like getting hives, listening and reading the lyrics because this person just really wasn't paying much time, uh, much regard to road signs or speed and like their blinders, everything like that. Um, so I just think on a spectrum on who's a better driver, I think Santana is a better driver. Interesting. So, based off of what? Like, uh, do you have any experience um, with Carlos Santana in the driver's seat? I feel as though he's a very smooth driver. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean, I can't. I can't argue with that because I don't have anything to contradict that claim either. Well, I, Santana also reminds me of my dad driving because I don't know if you remember me telling you like that is what I grew up riding in the car listening to and my dad's convertible. Mm. So I just, yeah, Santana in my brain drives like my father and I feel very safe in the car with my dad. Um, and I would not feel safe in the car um, with Cheryl Crow. 
Interesting. Interesting. Do you feel that Cheryl Crow is a threat to society and should be handled properly by the authorities? Um, I think she might need to revisit driving school mm. just just for her sake and others sake. OK, OK. But um, but musically, you didn't like it either. <laughs> um, <laughs> musically, it was good. It was very repetitive. <laughs> Um, Alex, I told you I'm trying to expand my palette and judge music, not just off of music. Right? Could you imagine if you judge the song off of the song's musicality? That would be absurd. <laughs> Instead, let's come up with hypothetical situations about Cheryl Crow's driving abilities. No, it wasn't just a driving ability. It was very repetitive. I, it was hard for me not to be biased because Cars is such a staple of a, a feature. Yeah. Um, everywhere and it still kind of is it's still popular and it's been oh my gosh yes yes um so that was hard but yeah i i just don't think it uh quite meets where smooth is despite driving records you want to hear something crazy i just realized correct me if my math is wrong but cars is 16 years old isn't that insane so technically they're a legal driver now (laughs) I remember seeing that in theaters. Man. We're old. We are. We're old. officially old. Someone go get my cane. Golly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Cheryl Crow just didn't do it. No, she just didn't do it for me. I do love Cheryl Crow, though. All right. Well, I guess shout out to Cheryl Crow, but not, like, not enough, really. Like kind of a half shout out. Half shout out. Okay. We're moving Thanks, on to song Cheryl. number three. Song number three is from the year 2002. It's a Hawaiian song. I think you know what that means. So the song is Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride by Mark Kali Homalu from Lilo and Stitch. Hawaiian track Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride by Mark Kali Homalu from Lilo and Stitch. Mark is a Hawaiian musician from Oahu, Hawaii. He is best known for writing the two non-Elvis songs in the film's soundtrack. 
The song also featured a choir of local Hawaiian school children from Honolulu. The film's soundtrack was certified platinum in sales and sold over a million copies in the United States alone. So, Gabby, is it better than Smooth by Santana? This is a hard, hot one, Alex. And it's a hot one. A hard, hard, hot, hard, hot one. Mm. Um, I love this song. I think this is one of the ultimate beach songs. Like, if you're going, you're going to the beach. Like, I this is on the rotation every time I go to the beach. If I'm driving to the beach, if I'm sitting on the beach, this is up there with like country music on the beach. Necessary. It's, it's a certified classic. It's a classic. I love the song. I don't think anyone isn't smiling or happy when they hear this song. You got the children. You got uh, the native Hawaiian tongue in there with along with English. So you feel like you're speaking a different language when really you're just trying to attempt to match what they're saying. Um, I actually Googled the translation of what they were saying uh, just to get a more full experience while I was listening to it this time. Uh, it's just fun. I love the song. <laughs> so does this love for the song come from your love of the Lilo and Stitch film or out take the film away, you still love it? Uh, even taking the film away, I still love it. I do love the film, but like I could just listen to this song and not even think of like the plot of Lilo and Stitch. Like I could just leave it as it is and let it stand alone and still love it. Okay. Okay. So are you a beach music type of person? Like is beach your happy place? Believe it or not, coming from the person in Denver, I'm more of a mountain person than I am a beach person. Hmm. Um, but I do love the beach. And with the weather finally getting warmer, even though it's still 50 degrees here, um, I am already rolling down my windows and listening to more summery beachy tunes. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, so. The beachy tunes are coming back. That means this song may be thrown into the rotation is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. I already liked it on Spotify to remind myself for later. <laughs> I feel like I opened a door that will not be closed for a while. It's a dangerous spiral you're going to send me down. <laughs> so we got our first hot one of the episode with song number three. Finally. <laughs> kind of crazy for a Disney episode, huh? But I know, right? Who knows? I'm going to be, be extra critical. That's true. I mean, and when it's Disney, you kind of have to be a little extra critical because the bar is so high. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So moving on to song number four, we're getting close to the halfway point of the episode. This is a 2009 jazz song. And it is Almost There by Anika Noni Rose from The Princess and the Frog. Mama, I don't have time for dancing. That's just gonna have to wait a while. Ain't got time for messing around And it's not my style This old town can slow you down People taking the easy way But I know exactly where I'm going Getting closer and closer every day And I'm almost there I'm almost there
All right. That was song number four. That was a 2009 jazz song, Almost There, by Anika Noni Rose from The Princess and the Frog. The song was written by the legendary Randy Newman, who's written music for numerous other Disney films, including Toy Story, Cars, Monsters, Inc., and A Bug's Life. The song was nominated at that year's Academy Awards for Best Original Song, along with Down in New Orleans, which was also featured in the film. So two songs in the film were both nominated, which is pretty neat. So, Gabby, is it better than Spirit by Santana? This is a hot one, Alex. And it's a hot one. Another hot one. Yes, another hot one. How could it not be? This is just like, it's so good. It's inspiring for women, just like to keep pushing and pushing. Um, it, I, I also like was reading the lyrics because like when you're listening to the song, she says she puts puts like an extra emphasis on easy taking the easy way and i just put it together that like new orleans is the big easy people in this it literally says like people in the city always taking the easy way um so i really appreciated that lyric this time uh it just is such a good song it makes me happy she's with her mom um like she's singing to her mom so it's just good stuff I gotcha. So where does The Prince and the Frog rank uh, within like your Disney tier list of movies? I feel like I'm just so biased, uh, like from being like by being from Louisiana with this movie, especially spending so much time in New Orleans as a kid. You know, you, you see things that you saw growing up. So I love it. Princess and the Frog is probably top five favorite Disney movies just because it's in New Orleans. Um, yeah, just seeing like the cathedral on the screen and like my family has a mausoleum with our last name on the top of it. So when they're in like the graveyard, I'm like, oh, my gosh, my great grandparents are buried in that graveyard. You know, <laughs> so it's hard not to love it. I got you. So there's a little bit of, a, you know, a connection there culturally for you. Definitely a little bit of a bias. Very cool. Very cool. So Prince of the Frog, is that a movie you've seen in a bit or you might need to rewatch soon? I I actually so I used to babysit when I was in uh, college this little girl and we watched Princess and the Frog so I probably saw it a little less than a year ago but I do need to brush up I just need to brush up on all of my Disney um, my Disney movies it's been a while it's getting you in the Disney mood isn't it always I I was in a big Disney mood right before I went to Disney and then right after uh, but then it slowly like dwindles away you know I gotta I gotta revamp it. You catch the bug. You catch the catch, catch the Disney bug. You know, it's real. 100%. That's a real thing. <laughs> All right. So we got another hot one, two hot ones and two forget abouts moving into song number five. And for this one, Gabby, I'm going to have you guess where this is from. So it's a Disney property. All right. Okay. 2008 glam rock song. The title is You Snuck Your Way Into My Heart by the band Love Handle. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. It is indeed. Phineas <laughs> and Ferb. <laughs> song number five, a 2008 glam rock song. You snuck your way into my heart by Love Handle from the Disney Channel show Phineas and Ferb. Together 
right, that was song number five. That was a 2008 glam rock song. You snuck your way into my heart by Love Handle from Phineas and Ferb. I have a feeling for some people listening, I just opened up a memory that they <laughs> probably forgot about. But um, Love Handle is a fictional 80s rock group from the Disney Channel animated series Phineas and Ferb, which is one of my favorite um, Disney shows. So uh, probably my favorite Disney show, honestly. It's, it's a classic. Um, the song was written by the show's writers and sung by Jarrett Riddick who's the lead singer of the pop-punk band Bowling for Soup, um, who also sings the show's theme song. So all you pop-punk fans out there, any one of the fans, any fans of the song 1985, uh, that's your guy right there. And uh, according to the show, uh, the song topped the charts for 11 consecutive minutes. So, <laughs> Gabby, Lovely. is it better than Smooth by Santana? I'm going to say that this is a soft forget about it. Soft forget about it. Mm. Soft forget about it. I I just recently watched all of Phineas and Ferb. Alex, I know you and I have talked about this. Um, so I was very excited to hear it. But I looked up the lyrics and there is a total, I kid you not, of 13 lines in this entire song. 13. Oh. It's like, it, it's like a verse. And then it is instrumental for 30 seconds and then another verb verse and then instrumental and then he says oh yeah and that's the entire song it was a pretty good oh yeah though (laughs) um so as great as it is i just have to give it to smooth for being a little bit more uh, (laughs) just like dynamic deep (laughs) yeah dynamic is a good word um, so that's why that's why I had to give it to Smooth in this case, even though this song did sneak its way into all of our hearts, mm. in um, our subconscious it, minds, in our I subconscious know. minds. It's no everyone, squirrels in your pants. Squirrels in our pants in my pants is just like forever. S I M P. Great song. Phineas and Ferb just had bangers. Let's just say straight up, straight up bangers. I could probably have a whole episode of just hot ones from Phineas and Ferb. Evil Boys, another good one. E-P-I-L-B-Y-O-S. <laughs> <laughs> but the song did top the chart for 11 consecutive minutes. Um, what about the song you think caused such um, a love for it in the fictional world of Phineas and Ferb in the tri-state area? Honestly, I think there was, it's the one line that says, I put up like barriers around my heart and like a ninja, you came in and busted them down. I think that really spoke to the generation in the tri-state area, um, just about the depth of the importance of vulnerability in relationships. Right. So uh, I really believe that's what it was. Right. I mean, let's not forget, Dansville is known for producing a lot of famous artists. So um, in your opinion, do you prefer LaDonna or Love Handle? Both Danville greats. I'm going to say Love Handle. Okay. Um, just because the one of the episodes when they like got the band back together, first of all, they got the band back together for Lindana, <laughs> um, basically. And I also loved my favorite. Do you remember that episode where they get the band back together and each member of the band has their own song about like coming back? Yeah. By far, the best one was the drummer where he's like, but I ain't got rhythm. Oh, in the library? I ain't got oh, rhythm. Yeah. No, I ain't got rhythm. Great song. <laughs> For people who've never seen Phineas and Ferb, they're very confused right now of the past. Probably. <laughs> but those who have seen it are fully appreciating our conversation and it's taking them back. 
I think so. If you, if anyone listening has not seen Phineas and Ferb, at least watch the Game the Band Back Together episode. That's the only one you need to watch, and it'll be worth it. Honestly, one of my favorite episodes. Oh yeah, I mean that's such a good show. It's just such a good <laughs> just show. watch all of it. Just watch the entire show. It's on Disney Plus. <laughs> yes, that is true. All right, we can talk about Phineas and Ferb all day, but for the sake of our audience and for the sake of science, we cannot afford to. Nope, no time to lose. We got a lot of songs left and we're going to move on to song number six and song number six. You're going to bear with me on this one. This is a crazy one. It's a 2021 modern musical theater song from the musical Rogers, the musical. And the song is save the city from the Disney plus show Hawkeye. Something strange in the air today. The sun is gone and the clouds turn gray. What's coming is hard to say I don't know There's a battle above the street The ground is rolling below our feet The sky's turn red and I feel the heat Gotta go Who can save us a sin? That was song number six. That was Save the City by the cast of Rogers the Musical from the Disney Plus show Hawkeye. Rogers the Musical is a fictional Broadway show telling the life story of Steve Rogers, Marvel's Captain America. It was featured in the Disney Plus show Hawkeye. The song was written by Mark Shaman, who is a Broadway veteran who's written, written numerous scores for several shows, including Hairspray and Catch Me If You Can. The cast of the show features numerous real Broadway actors, including Adam Pascal, who's an original member of the musical Rent. So some legit uh, actors in there. So Gabby, is it better than Smooth by Santana? This is a hot one, Alex. <laughs> and it's a hot one. <laughs> it just is. Um, I, I had never heard of the song before. And so I went and watched the entire video on YouTube and it's life-changing. Uh, <laughs> as a, I'm a pretty big Marvel fan. So, like, this is just clever. This is clever. It just, <laughs> that is the only way to describe it. Uh, it's just funny. I was thoroughly entertained the entire time. And I was like, I would actually probably see this musical just to see <laughs> what they would do with it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's a hot one. I just I thought it was clever. <laughs> My favorite part of it, I don't think um I put it in the episode for the listeners, but there's a part of the song where they're going each over each of the heroes like powers and all that, and they're like Hulk super strong, and all they get the hot guy, and they're like, We bet he's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a nice guy. I was like, <laughs> LOL. 
I think it's hilarious. So you did talk a little bit earlier about how you're a musical theater fan. Um, do you feel that song, the song is kind of like a satire of musical theater, but do you still feel like it does a good job of being a musical theater song, even if it is making fun of musical theater? Absolutely. I think that's why I like it so much was because like, this was the perfect like opening song for musical because it captures your attention and you're like, what's going to happen next? So I think that's part of the reason I loved it. Mm. Do you think the real Captain America would like that show? Or do you think? No, I, the, the fun part about it was like having this happen in the world where like all of the superheroes are real makes you feel like you live in the world where all the superheroes are real, like watching this. Um, so I could just see like Steve Rogers, like rolling his eyes and being like, I can't believe like, this is what I'm seen as right now. You know, it's funny. There is in real life, like in, our, in the actual world that we live in, there is a Spider-Man Broadway show. So called Spider-Man turn off the dark. And it was one of the biggest flops in Broadway history. So it shows that even though it's funny watching this on like YouTube and all that, it's a real possibility that if a Rogers, the musical was real like no one would bat an eye because you already had a spider-man the musical it would flop hard <laughs> it would it yeah it, it, will, it will flop pretty hard but um in real life though would you go see rogers the musical like in your hearts of hearts it depends on how much it would cost <laughs> <laughs> you think you would just get after the first song you're like okay the novelty's gone it, 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 it cute, but no. <laughs> I think I probably. But just enough to get a hot one. Yeah, it was a hot one. Just because I, you have to respect how clever it was. Like <laughs> that was just, it was too clever. I gotcha. So moving on, to song number seven. We have two more songs left, and you may or may not remember this one. I don't know. Um, I was definitely not in my um, era of Disney Channel, but it's a Disney Channel song, and it's from 2011. And it's a pop rock song, and it is the Terminate from the film Lemonade Mouth. Trying hard to fight these tears, I'm crazy worried. Messing with my head, this fear, I'm so sorry. You know you gotta get it out I can't take it That's what being friends about I, I wanna cry I can't deny That was song number seven. That was a 2011 pop rock song to terminate by Lemonade Mouth from the film Lemonade Mouth. 
Lemonade Mouth was a made-for-TV movie on Disney Channel based on the novel of the same name. I didn't know there was a book named Lemonade Mouth, but I guess I didn't care enough about the film to really know about the book either way. Um, the film was a moderate success, receiving 7 million viewers on its premiere airing. The song reached number 51 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart and number one on the Billboard Kid Digital chart, which is a chart I didn't know existed. The soundtrack was commercially successful, reaching number four on the Billboard Top 200 album chart. And the film won a Pop Star Award for Favorite TV Movie of 2011 and a Jan Newary Award for Best iTunes Song. Both awards that I had no idea existed, nor should exist. Both highly accredited awards. <laughs> Are you telling me your favorite artist hasn't won a Jan Newary Award? <laughs> I, I think that, that that's the award show I never miss. So let's just say Michael Jackson and the Beatles have zero combined Jan Newary Awards for best iTunes song. Lemonade Mouth, they got one. So I'm just saying Lemonade Mouth is better than your favorite band. Just saying. Okay. (laughs) Probably, honestly. (laughs) So, Gabby, is it better than Spooked by Santana? I'm going to say this is a forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. it. There's just so much happening in this song. Like, it starts off slow, and then then it picks up all of a sudden, and then great value version of Ed Sheeran starts rapping and then it, it, it goes back to pop. It just is a lot happening. Um, even though I honestly love Bridget Mendler, that's weird, but like one of her songs, oh, what is it called? Um, quick, you're, you're live right now. You got to tell me quick. It's called Ready or Not by Bridget <laughs> Mendler and I actually love it. Um, it's a throwback, honestly. Uh, but I yeah, determinate did not do it for me. Mm, interesting. So the rap part didn't change your mind. No, it, it really didn't. Mm. Um, Adam Hicks, I'm sure, is very talented. Um, however, it, it, it's a no. You know what's funny? I don't ever do this, but just in case the cutoff for like when I edit the show. Um, goes before the rap part. I'm going to add the rap part in right now because I feel like the audience <laughs> has to hear it, right? Absolutely. Go ahead and say that. All right. Let's play that rap part. When I'm Henderson, music like a bitter end, renegade lemonade, use it in my medicine. Go ahead and try to name a band. We ain't better than reason why the whole world's speaking us instead of them. People need to breathe it because they feel that adrenaline. Stop. Now hurry up and let us in. Because we come into your house and people keep on smiling like a lemon's in their mouth. I'm the real deal. You know how I feel. Why they in it for the mill? We just send it for a thrill. Get down now. I ain't play around. Put your feet up on the ground and just make that sound like. It's too funny. It's, it's, it's too much. <laughs> It's just, it, it, it needs to be heard. It, it's a message that needs to be brought um, in front of the public. And it's even funnier when you watch the music video for it. I watch it just for research purposes, okay? Only, anyway. only, yes. <laughs> anyway, it's just, this this dude doesn't look like anyone who should be rapping. He's like, you look at the stage and you're like, oh, a rap break is probably about to come. Wonder which one of these five, and it's the least likely of the five. So it's- <laughs> And that's, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> All right. Song number eight, the last song of the episode. The last song of our yearly Disney-themed episode. So High hopes for this. Big one. It's a big one. So we begin in each episode with a hit. Something that the people know. Something that people recognize. And this hit comes from 1991. We're finally, we're finally going back a bit. It's a show tune. 
and it is Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast. Ma chère mademoiselle, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now, we invite you to relax, let us pull up a chair, as the dining room proudly presents your dinner. Be our guest, be our guest, put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, sherry, and we provide the rest. Soup du jour, hot hors d'oeuvre, why, we only live to serve. Try the gray stuff, it's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. They can sing, they can dance. After all, miss, this is France, and a dinner here is never second best. Go on, unfold your menu, take a glance, and then you'll be our guest. We our guest, be our guest. Beef ragu, cheese souffle, pie and pudding on flambe. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. You're alone and you're scared, but the banquet's all prepared. No one's gloomy or complaining while the flatware's entertaining. We tell jokes, I do tricks with my fellow candlesticks. Put it all in perfect taste that you can bear. Come on and lift your glass, you want your own free pass to be our guest. If you're stressed, it's fine dining we suggest. Be our guest, be our guest. All right, that was it. The final song of the second Disney themed episode of Is It Better? It's moved by Santana. Song number eight, a hit. It was a 1991 show tune. Be our guest from Beauty and the Beast. The song was written by Alan Macon, who is considered to be one of the most successful modern film composers of all time. He has eight Oscar wins, 11 Grammy wins, seven Golden Globes, and a daytime Emmy and a Tony. So that dude's trophy shelf is overflowing um to say the least the song was sung by jerry orbach a tony award-winning actor who's appeared in numerous musicals including fantastics annie get your gun and guys and dolls the song was nominated for an oscar and a golden globe as well as being listed on the american film institute's list of 100 songs for 100 years so gabby for the last time today is it better than smooth by santana oh it's a hot one it's a hot one. It's a hot one. Um, and my original leaning was hot one, but I really had to come up with the concrete reason for why Be Our Guest is hotter than Smooth by Santana. And the answer is simple, Alex. So I was thinking to myself, what made this song better than Smooth by Santana? And the answer is simple. Um, it contains one key aspect that the people want that Smooth does not bring. And that aspect is food. I thought you were about to say seeing dishware, but that's pretty close. <laughs> no, I'd say that <laughs> Be Our Guest brings food and yes, singing dishware as well. But <laughs> I mean, I've seen like birthday parties themed off of just this song. Mm, you're right. Smooth by Santana. Disney World called Be Our Guest. Yes. I, I, I'm trying to think. I, I ate in France when I was in Disney. It was a fancy restaurant, though, so I don't really remember the hmm. name of it. Hmm. But yes, there is a restaurant there, which is super. There, cool. The mm-hmm. dishes don't sing to you, but 
It's still neat. You know, either way. Maybe I'm a little disappointed that they didn't sing to me, but you know what? You can't win them all. You know, you, you gotta take what you get. Absolutely. And 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 I I just feel that singing dishware might freak out some of the guests. Mm. So I think that's why I, I, I think Disney has the technology to do that. However, they, they just hold back in fear of their guests' fear. I gotcha. Yeah, that's fair. Because, you know, that's a pretty easy to scare crowd, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's not universal. Yeah, <laughs> I I'd definitely say this is a hot one. It's just a classic. Everybody loves it. I don't know one person who doesn't love this song. Lumiere is m- might be like probably the, one of the best characters that Disney has cre- ever created. I know that's a like a stiff statement to make, but that's I I feel as though it, it is correct. I gotcha, I gotcha. So we got a hot one. We're gonna end things on with a hot one. We gotta end on a hot one. That's great to hear because that was the second Disney uh, themed episode. Um, it's been a year since our last one. It'll probably be another year till we get our next one. So I feel like we wrapped that one up nicely. I love it. I think this is definitely a theme that should be done every single year. I think it's given the people what they want. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, now we got all eight songs. It's time to go into the questions. I asked the same questions to every guest who comes on the show. And uh, the first one, as always, is Gabby, what type of music are you currently listening to? What is on the rotation? Uh, it depends on the day, Alex, honestly. Uh, yesterday, I listened to Angry Girl Music because I was in an angsty mood. Mm. Um, and the Lumineers are always on the, the rotation for like an evening drive when it's getting dark. I've been listening to... Um, alt nation on the uh, Sirius xm app lately just because i'm trying to mix up my musical tastes because i'm kind of getting sick of my pot uh, my playlists so Sirius xm has been a real g lately just to, to hear some new tunes mm. you need some new tunes to listen to i wish there was just a podcast you could listen to that would introduce you to eight new songs from eight different genres by eight different artists particularly so also are there any song or artist recommendations you like to give to the audience the ones that are listening right now i just love noah cyrus right now Mm. and she just came out with the new song current called i burned la down and it's really good so i highly recommend that another song that she kind of works with the theme today um yeah she's busy ish cyrus i guess yeah we're about ish It's like two layers away from Disney. (laughs) It's a Disney's second cousin. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. Um, And then I also love another song I found. I like it's called Keep It Up and it's by uh, Rex Orange County. Mm. That one's really good. I don't know. Have you heard that before? I haven't heard that particular song, but I am aware of Rex Orange County. Yeah. Keep It Up is really good. Um, and then Chapstick by Coin is another song that I've Coin. enjoyed as of late. Coin's getting pretty popular too. Yeah. So they put out some good stuff. Also, Colors by Black Pumas. That's good too. Very nice. Very nice. Um, finally, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to outside the realm of music? I want to give a shout out to my roommate, um, Ann Belinsky, who's literally amazing. And then also shout out to my friend... Um, 
Chase Benwerden, who sends me music while I'm at work. Uh, we send each other links to Spotify all the time. So it's always fun to hear what other people are listening to. And then shout out to my manager at work, Steven, uh, because he thinks I have a great sense of m- music. Hmm. That's always <laughs> so, a good comment to have. Always a great compliment. I thought he was being sarcastic and I still kind of think he's being sarcastic, but he swears he was being serious. Um, and he wants to have a playlist off, which is a lot of pressure. That is a lot uh, of pressure. <laughs> so yeah, them. And then as always, my family who are the best. So my sister, Danielle, my brother, Luke, and my parents, Minnie and Tim. Like I always say, Minnie is the biggest fan of this podcast. So big shout out to Minnie Bella. So she's listening right now. She is definitely listening right now. I can tell you that for sure. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, the whole Bella family. <laughs> Including the dog, Maggie. She has to listen. Including Maggie. Um, and since it's a Disney episode, I'll throw you a Disney question. This one's going to be pretty tough, though. All right? Okay. And I'm going to make you create controversy. What is your Disney unpopular opinion? In what sense? Just give me one. Ugh, this is hard. Okay, so parks, the movies, Marvel, Star Wars, all of them. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> this is going to be really controversial. So I went to Disney World, like I said, for the first time since I was eight last summer, and it was great. However, this is going to make people mad. It is a waste of time and money if you go to Disney World at uh, once a year or more. That is a waste of time and money. Mm. once a year is too much disney yeah it's not that it's too much disney it's like there are so many other places in the country and in the world that you could be visiting yet you're going to the same theme park once at least once a year and it's just too much okay it is not the same theme park it is the most magical place in the world And I get that. Like when you, when I was there, like I fully was there. It is amazing. It's beautiful. Everything's well thought out. The rides are fun, but I think I wouldn't have appreciated it as much as I did had I just been there. Mm. So like since I went to Disney and I didn't get to do the full Disney experience, I only get to do two, two parks. Um, so I do kind of want to go back maybe not this year, but like next year to go do all of it. But I feel like if you go every, at least once a year, some people go seven times a year and you go to the parks every single time. It's like, it's kind of spoiling yourself in a sense, like save it up. It's, it's really expensive. If you're going to go to Disney, do it right. But you shouldn't do Disney right every single time you go to Disney or do it right more than once a year. Like maybe every four or five years. I think that's a good timeline just because you get to see the new stuff. And yeah, I, I like that idea. I just think it's so expensive. It is. Um, and you can see so many other things in the country, like the national parks or saving up to go abroad. I will say, though, they're opening up a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster in Epcot. And that's going to be pretty stinking awesome. That's going to be stellar because Epcot needs more rides for sure. Absolutely. So. I might be going back just for that because that sounds. I think, and that's a fair reason to go back. I uh, and I apologize to anyone once again. Hate mail can go to. (laughs) I asked for your unpopular opinion. That is my unpopular opinion. Hate mail can go to gabbybella at hotmail.com. It'll totally be read, right? Yeah, 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 totally. I read every single one of my complaints. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully, you don't get too many of them. 
every now and then. You have any final comments before we wrap this episode up? Um, nothing other than that. I'm literally so flattered that I got to be on a Disney episode because this has made my entire month. So oh. this is the best. Glad to hear it. Um, well, thank you, Gabby, for joining. And thank you all for listening. And thank you, Andrew Ferguson, for making the theme song. Go check him out on Spotify, uh, The Late Nights, EP Sorry We're Late. And uh, the, when this episode releases, it'll be the same day as the final Late Nights concert, um, the final performance. So the Late Nights are um, trading in their instruments for suits and ties. They're all getting jobs and going out in the real world. So um, I want to just say thank you, the Late Nights, for being a great local band. And um, if you haven't listened to their EP, Sorry We're Late, that's a good time to do it. So go check it out. But also, Fergie's still making music. Go check them out. Um, with the dwell uh i don't think they've released anything just yet but i think that's coming soon and he has a song called constellations the solo song he made so check that out as well um if you have any song requests into my way to man it's a hot one at outlook.com um we have requests um all the time on the show and yours could be next so again it's man it's a hot one at outlook.com make sure you put your hot ones and forget about it in the email as well Hope to see you all here next Friday as we continue our journey through the wonderful world of music. As to answer the question, is it better than Smooth by Santana? I like to end this episode like I like to end every episode by reading my new favorite comment from the Smooth by Santana music video on YouTube. This one comes from a username, Lisa Adrian, who says, I'm sorry. And you know what? <laughs> I forgive her. I, I do too. I want to know what she's sorry about, though. I'll pray with that tonight. I just want to let Lisa know she doesn't have to apologize to anyone. What she did wasn't wrong. Unless it was wrong, then Lisa, you really need to do more than just apologize. You need to make up for your actions. Be better, Lisa. But maybe maybe she didn't do anything wrong. It's so hard. To, it's just so hard. Maybe, maybe, just maybe we shouldn't try to figure it out because it's just a comment on a music video on YouTube. <laughs> Perhaps not. <laughs> Maybe there's more important things for us to do right now. But Lisa, you're invited on the show to, to state your case and to give your side of the story. So that's all I got. Thank you, Gabby, once again. And thank you all for listening. And don't forget, when you wish upon a star. Now nah, I'm kidding. Give me your heart. <laughs> make it real or else forget about it. I'm Alex. This was Is It Better Than Smooth by Santana. And I'll see you all next time. <laughs>